Most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions, and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Mr. Nate Morin. Is it Morin? Moran. Nate Moran. Yeah, talk than, into better that Better than thing. Moron. Dude, yeah. well, yeah. We used to have a, a sheriff here. His name was Sheriff Moran, so it's probably relation to you. Maybe. Dude, how long have you been doing this music thing? Professionally, man, like four years. Four years. Where are you from originally? Originally from Augusta, Georgia. And you live where now? Back in Augusta. Back in Augusta. Just came back from uh, Los Angeles back in like July. Why Why did you move out to Augusta? I uh, just recently getting divorced and just want to go back home, man. Right. Yeah, Georgia's where the heart is. You, you got family there? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Uh, all my family's in uh, Georgia and Florida. So, like, I had nobody else in uh my kids are out in California still, which is, is the hardest part, but, you know, I get to see them, you know, at least once a month or whatnot. Cool. So that's, that's a good thing. Right on. Um, where'd you grow up? Uh, moved around a lot, man. Um, I probably could throw a dart on a map and probably live there. How, um, how come? My dad chased the, the pool business for a long time. Like building pools? Building swimming pools and gotcha. everything. Gotcha. Uh, so we moved wherever the money was for him. Right. Ain't nothing wrong with that, right? Following family. Yep. What's up with um your music career? Like, what got you playing music? Believe it or not, I uh, when I was in the army back in 2010. Thank you for your service. Appreciate Thank it. You. It's a privilege. I uh, you know, if I could go back, I would. You know, I I loved it. it was the best time of my life. Um, but when I was just you know, whether we were out in, on you know for in the field for three weeks at a time. I'd have my guitar with me and I'd annoy everybody, you know, playing. And they're like, dude, you're actually pretty good, man. You should go do that. And then just dominant effect. Got in the truck driving and then I got discovered on Facebook and went to a truck and, truck and talent search and ended up winning it and then moved to Nashville and that's all she wrote. Right. You like Nashville? It's a tough uh, town, man. <laughs> it's, it's a, yeah, it's a cutthroat for sure. Um, I mean, it's a great city. I love the city. And uh, i I lived there for two years after uh, I got discovered and everything and met some of the greatest people you can meet in the industry. And, uh, you know, I met some of the worst people you can ever meet, toxic people, you know, everybody's trying to do the same thing, man. Like, right. You know, you you could go right with somebody one day and then they're talking smack about you the next. So it's just like, you know, that's one thing I've never never, uh, been too fond of, somebody who badmouths somebody. So that's just, even if I don't have a, you know, good friendship with somebody, Right. You know, I'm not going to talk bad about them. But, um, who, do, who do you write with the most right now? Just yourself? Or, I mean, the songs you have out right now, which is a lot of them. Um, yeah, yeah you, man. I, I try to push out like... As you should. Yeah. I, my, my, my thing right now is it's been working for me. It's been doing one song every two months. Right. Um, and then doing an EP every year and a half, two years. You do it all by yourself? Uh, I, I do. I have, uh, I have an investor who... Uh, I'm very blessed to have, and uh, he's he's definitely helped me out, you know, being on tour and um, with going in the studio, because I mean, tell you what, man, like, Ain't one of cheap. my songs, man, is not cheap. Yeah. Just one song alone, you know, you can easily dump 1500 two grand in just one song. Um, but, you know, I've been luckily, you know, blessed with Jonathan Edwards. He's my producer, and um, he's co-written a lot of the songs, you know, um, with Kurt Allison from Jason Alding, his lead guitar player, um, and then uh, Tully Kennedy, his bass player. So, like, a lot of the new stuff that I have out, like, back to it, um, when we call it a night, those are all songs that were pitched to Jason and, and right. him and Michael Knox 
it's it's funny because um those two songs my buddy sparky that you just met downstairs was like we were just at dinner grabbing something to eat and i brought up it reminds me a lot it's got a very jason aldean feel with it and people go is that good or bad and i'm like well it's relatable which i think is cool um but you're different in so many ways earlier we were talking in the hallway and you were like not saying you said you were going to quit or anything like that, but you have this retirement, mindset, retirement, retirement whatever. Man, is, whatever. Yeah. But the I think the end of the day is, man. Um, I, for my buddy Sparky, I know he's one person, but for him to listen to music and come back to me and be like, he's leaving tomorrow morning at five to go to a wedding in L.A., but he's here to see you tonight, and that's what it's. That to me is what music's about. When people when people find stuff, that's why I say, dude, if it's your passion, you can't ever quit it. It's tough. It's a tough industry. I mean, I've been in it twelve years just here, but before this, my background was indie bands here in vegas and helping them get deals i mean it was just stuff that i liked to do but if you have 100 if you have a passion for it and it's it's It's, not work but it is cutthroat yeah man you know you gotta you gotta think about too you know it's just not recording the music you know it's flying on airplanes to different cities you know um which i love every aspect of it i'm not gonna lie like i do but you know i think with me having a little bit more responsibility than a lot of other country artists like driving a truck, doing my own business, Yeah, you know, with that, trying to do this full time and, you know, being gone away from my kids, you know, it's tough. um, and you know, now, you know, uh, being in a new relationship, man, like it, it's, it's tough. I, I love that home life. I do. But at the same time, I also wanted, I also want to just keep going, man, because like this past year has been, been crazy for me. Right. You know, I dropped my EP last year. Uh, almost a year ago, exactly, man. I think it was like August 30th. And I released it right behind Jason Alding. And, you know, like being right behind him, man, my idol, um, and passing Willie Nelson on the, the, the pre-order chart, man, being at number three spot for pre-orders and releasing it like number, I think it was like number six in the top albums on the country. Right. iTunes and everything. Uh, to me, that's being successful. It is. Um, being able to open up for major artists and stuff, man, like it, it's... It's a good thing, and I'm I'm very grateful and blessed. Um, you know, it's, it's been a, a long, long road, hard road, and you know, it's it doesn't happen overnight. And you know, I lived in Nashville for two years, man, and I'm not that type of guy that can go singing bars out there for four hours a night because that's just going to destroy your voice. I'm happy for you. I really appreciate am. It. I appreciate it. We have we have some artists that um, I was just back there. I flew in this morning, hence I understand when you say the whole flight stuff, man. It's flew in last night, bro. I, I mean, I get it. And I'm, I did it once, <laughs> you know, the early flight thing where then I got to come to work, that sort of thing. But the idea of doing what you guys do, but I see the flip side of it when I was, um, we have a lot of artists that come through here that play on Broadway or sorry, I, let me rephrase that. We have a lot of artists that email us, that call us, that want to come play here. And it's one of the first questions I ask is like, what do you guys do? Like, do you guys tour? Do you play on Broadway? And I just leave it open-ended like that. And I can tell you that our experience with artists that play on Broadway is a little bit different than an artist that doesn't play on Broadway. Um, not that it's good, bad, or indifferent, but it's, you can see the people that want to get out there and do the grind. And, um, that bands come in here and do a lot of covers. And I'm like, don't do, dude, you're here to this. Stoney's is all about original, new, yeah, real new country. I think tonight, man, I might have three covers for That's you guys. That's good. That's the way to do it, dude. I think that there's the idea that if you're new, um, I'm not going to let you quit because I'm going to have you come back tonight. I mean, after tonight, I'm going to have you come back again. I mean, even if this is the only place you play for the next couple of years, I'm cool with that. I'm cool but, with it too, man. It's um, a good venue. It was funny because the people today that were here in the building during your sound check were like, damn, he's really good. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, I mean. You know, it's like, go back to, you know, 
I say retirement, man. Like, it's just, I guess, and, you know, like, kind of the rest of this year, I'm just going to, like, focus on, you know, trying to get my life back on track sure. and everything. And, and um, you know, going through a divorce, you know, that's that puts it, I'll tell you what, I, I was, I went through a depression stage, and I'm open to talk about it and everything. You know, I went through the depression stage back in the beginning of the year, man, and I never want to be there again, and I never will be. Because I'm never gonna let a, a woman make me feel like that again, right? And um, you know, I actually or anybody for that matter. Yeah, anybody. I mean, for, for sure. And you know, somebody who didn't really support my my music background and, and my dream to find somebody who does. It's a whole different like. That's that's the part that's like, man, maybe I can still do this. And it's the champion. Whatever. Like if you can go home at night and know that. I mean, so. Russell Dickerson, I'm sure you know who that is. Yeah. His wife is Kaylee. He's been here seven times. Started three years ago. He was nobody. Like, legit nobody. And he would come in here, and I would watch his camp and watch his wife just be so supportive of what he's doing and and, and champion him and um, push him to be better and uh, include both of them, include each other on some level that's just unreal. I mean, she's got her... I mean, you look at Thomas Rhett, I mean, and his wife. The, the two of them are just... They're all about their own individual lives, but at the same time, they support each other like no other. And even Aldine does that, for that matter. And oh, yeah. it's so common these days. Austin Burke's been here a bunch of times, and I had a conversation with him about um, his soon-to-be wife, Lex. Like, before, he, she, she was non-existent in his social world. And then, I, you know, I, I say stuff like, well, it's okay these days. It really is. It's okay to do that. I mean, I was not that I'm anywhere where you guys are, but I was very uh, much a recluse when it came to that stuff for a long time. And then I'm just like, dude, I still have a life. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I like to tell artists that, that aren't as social. You're super social, which is rad. Um, and you got someone that's going to support what you do, man. Let the world know. Because that's an outlet for you too. Yeah. The other people look at it and it'll give them that 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 feeling of support and drive that it's okay because a lot of people don't they just think that they should be able to just hey this is my Instagram this is my life and this is what I'm doing for me but that's that's not the way it is not this day and age yeah no for, for sure 100% I you know and going back to you know like the guys that have playing for me you know uh, Ruel my utility player he plays banjo uh, fiddle has he played with you before guitar. yeah he's been playing with me for a year and a half now I saw his post online I was like damn man what because I, I know him from Morgan Lay Band. Yeah. 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 He still plays with her because, you know, obviously he's out in California. I'm yep. in Georgia. But, uh, I mean, he's he's not going to quit playing for me. He's, he believes in me 100%. You know, he's like, Good. dude, he's the same way. I'm not going to let you quit. I'm yeah. not going to let you retire. I'm not going to let you. We wrote this really, really kick-ass song, man. Uh, it's called Drive-By Breakup. And it was written on behalf of my ex, you know, having an affair and everything. And, and it's just like a really... It's like a dagger, man, you know? But it's everybody can relate to it. And when I did, like, a preview on Facebook, dude, and it had thousands of views like that, and I was just like, I need to go record that this year. You're playing it tonight? I was thinking about, like, breaking it down. Yeah. Because you know, he plays the banjo on it. And right. And he plays the acoustic on it. thought about, you know, doing something maybe. Maybe tonight. You should. You uh, should. I mean, it's an outlet for you to to uh, to test. I mean, you have an audience that's out here, and um, there's no script. I mean, there's no reason yeah, why you... I, I know. You know, and that's the thing, like, Ruel, he's, he's been by my side for the last year and a half, and, you know, he's been there, you know, where, you know, we were out there touring, dude, not knowing if we had enough money to even eat yeah. or get gas, you know, like, that's that's the thing, you, you suck to suck with me, and, like, Joe, my drummer, you know, he he's sticking through with me, man, and, and 
you know, like they've been there. They've stuck, you know, they've sucked the suck with me. Sure. And like not knowing if we're gonna be able to make the next show, you know, I just God's always provided for me, man. And it's just like I feel blessed and with the people who are behind me. You know, Paul just jumped on board with me now, and uh, Dimitri, he he came back to play for me again. Good. Um, and so I'm glad to have a good group of guys with me again. I think a, a solid foundation. What's all about? Stephanie Quell says this thing. If it, you're, you're you're kind of, I always say you're a product of your environment. But her thing is, if there's anybody in my camp that doesn't drink the same Kool Aid that I do, they don't belong in my camp because it's just a, a bad thing, dude. At the end of the day, it's bad. I hope everyone on your team supports you what you're doing, and and um, I mean. I'm a fan. Obviously, the, the owner of this place is a fan, Mr. Loudon. He 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 loves your music. Him and I go back and forth with stuff because I ask you to send me music, and, and then, then he sends me a text right after you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just texted me today, man. Like right before I came back over here, he's like, "Hey, go rock it tonight, man." Yeah. So I got you guys a gift down in the uh, the green room, man. I'll give you guys a gift. Yeah, he's a good dude, man. He's uh he's he's passionate about music. Him and I. We drink the same water when it comes to that kind of stuff. We want you guys to have an experience and not be stressed, give you a good place to play, make you feel comfortable and at home. So you'll want to come back. And um, our our idea of the growth that we've had with Stoney's just over the last four years of him and I doing what we do has been when we go to Nashville and artists are like, dude, if we wear a Stony shirt, they come up like, dude, you you at Stoney's? Do you work at Stoney's? I'm like, I'm, I'm towed. And they'll be like, fuck, we know who you are. And that's what it's cool. And Chris is the same way. When they see that beard, they freaking know who he is. And... Um, they're they're super um they love what we're doing here in a sense but we do it because we love to do it i mean yeah that's what it's about goes back that's that's the whole thing like if every venue was like that sure there'd be thousands more artists that make it big well i'm gonna go ahead and be selfish and say i'm glad there's not we get thrown in the in the in the bunch with joe's on weed street uh and and us is kind of like uh Maybe the blue note every now and then we hear about, but for the most part, that's usually about it for the hospitality, for the sound, that's, for the that's room. That's good. I mean, yeah. That means you're doing it. You're doing like it right. We like it over there. Yeah. You're doing it right. Man. Well, that's that's the idea. It should give you that inspiration that when you do get out on the road and you got 15 stops and stop number seven is Stoney's, you kind of have a place that you know where you need to get to and then you'll be back home again. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, what's been like your most inspiration for writing? Is it just per- personal experience through life or? Dude, yeah. Believe it or not. Um, actually, uh, I haven't I haven't worked up myself to be able to play it live yet. But uh, I got this song called Wild. It's uh, which I was gonna try to do it, but I mean, just because l- losing my dad when he died in front of me when I was eleven, um, we were deer hunting. So being able to have a song that's about losing somebody, like uh, you know, and it's a military song too. So like the first verse, the way I want, I wanted a song, I want a military song for the military, and I wanted one for people who lost somebody. Right. And when I got this song, it just fell in my lap, man. Like, dude, this is what I've always dreamed of. How'd your dad pass? Uh, he had a heart attack, massive heart attack. While, while we you were out hunting with him at yeah. 11? Yeah. How you deal with that? Yeah, dude, it was, uh, it was pretty tough. We were three miles up in the mountains in West Virginia, man. And we hunted with, a, 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 like, 14 other, guys, you know, of his friends. But, uh, you know, it was it was tough. It was tough. Uh, wow. I was by myself in the middle of the woods. Dude, didn't even know how to drive. <laughs> you know, like... I, I didn't know, you know, what to do and everything. And, um, you know, we, we hunted with a couple of firefighters, so they, they tried to start working on my dad. But it was too late. And, uh, you know, going through that and then my mom, you know, um, she don't really like me talking about her stuff. But, you know, I want people to know who I am. Sure. You know, the stuff I've gone through. And my mom, three years to the day, she attempted suicide. So I went through Damn, house dude. to house. She lost custody of me. And um, went through house to house of family members, man. And, you know, my, my Aunt Jamie... And my uncle Mitch, who I just my uncle Mitch just 
recently uh, passed away two years ago uh, from alcohol. And um, we actually buried him 16 years to the day my dad was buried. Wow. My dad died. So wow. on the 22nd of November. And it was Thanksgiving Day 2001 when my dad passed away. You guys were out hunting on Thanksgiving? Yeah. That was our, I do the day. I just started going back hunting in the same spot. Right. Back in 2016. Really? It took me 15 years to go back there, bro. That's tough. But that's where I feel like where, where my dad's at. Well, it's kind of, well, I understand that side of it and the, and, the, and the idea for writing. I mean, you said you wrote a song called Wild and it kind of fills, I mean, it's all about really being able to relate to stuff. I mean, that's, I think, where people's, if you can relate to it as a writer and a singer, and then you can get other people to relate relate to it as a fan, dude. It's a win. That's that's what I think. Real money. How about this? I'll play you wild when we get off of here. Yeah, I got I got the demo. Cool. I'll listen to it, dude. But I'm, I'm not scared you, like, of it. If you lost anybody you love, bro, you're gonna have tears coming down your face. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you that um, um, the day before Mother's Day, my dog passed. I uh, had him 12 years. Got him when he was six weeks old, and he was my. Um, I don't know if you have pets. That's your companion, dude. Dude, he's my man. That's a that's a family member, bro. Yeah. It's not a dog. He was uh he's been through some shit. Um he was didn't matter what was going on, I was the man. Didn't matter who was in the room, he'd look at me and just be like, "Dad, is it okay if I go do that?" Like that. I mean, he was I, I didn't have to walk him with a leash. I would just say walk and he'd be by my side. You left the door open, he'd go turn right back behind you and go close it. Like he was the most lovable thing in the world and he passed in his sleep. Like, it was a blessing for us. And uh, I can tell you that um, Brothers Osborne has a song, Don't Remember Me. You know yep. that song? It's like their newest one, their push around. I've been listening to it for a while, but that song fucking hits me. I listen to that song, dude, it just, I'm done. Because I, I literally try and think, man, what was my life before I had my dog? I mean, my kid's 24 now. My, my, my dog was 12 when he passed, and I'm just like, man, I don't, I don't even know what life was like before that. I mean, I couldn't imagine. I don't know my dad. I met him once when I was 17. He asked me to get high with him. I never talked to him again. But I didn't lose him. So I don't, I didn't know. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, everybody's got a story, you know? Sure. I mean, uh, and I mean, that's what it seems like that it takes, I guess, nowadays in the music industry. For good music. Yeah. I mean, I good. I look at stuff, I mean, I look at the stuff that's on the radio and the stuff that really, really hits is the things that people relate to. Those are the people that, you know, I mean, Jake Rose was just out here and his fun stuff with music with like family playing stuff like that. I mean, my friends are my family and like, and his song Sleeves about the tattoos of people prejudge him. I don't know if you know that song, but Dude, people, people judge me all the time. Absolutely. But you know what? I looked at Jake Rose the first time after I heard that song and he, he, he talks about, they think that this written on my arm is the name of some ex and it's someone that passed in his life that he can look at and remember her yeah, by. Same way, man. Like, yeah. you know, I'm a Christian. Yeah. You know, and, I, and you know, I'm not one of that is perfect. Nobody's perfect, dude. I sin every day, dude. I cuss. Yeah. I, dude. Is that a sin? Damn it. I, I know, man. <laughs> I, my my favorite word is the F word. I'm not yeah. going to lie. You know, and I have three crosses on my neck. Tattooed. Right. My newest tattoo. My favorite tattoo. And people honestly shame me. They shame me for it. What on, What did you get those Facebook. for? So those are for the three most important people I lost. So the biggest one's my dad. Right. Second biggest one's my grandmother, and then the other one's my my uncle Mitch. He passed away. Um, those are the three most important people, like that had an effect in my life, you know. Right. Um, and when people just see crosses, there's like all oh, three wooden crosses. Right. Randy Travis. I'm like, no. It's not about Randy. 
No, it's not, not, not about that song either, you know? Right. <laughs> It's definitely, it's got meaning to me. And I've had five fans, five fans go get the same tattoo. Really? Yeah. Dude, you have a good following. I mean, you can't quit. That's all I'm telling you. You just can't quit. I know, man. I, it's, I, I think I need to just rephrase it when I say, you know. I think, you know what? I, I, I believe I told you the story about Scott Stevens and yep. um, he was writing and he had some bad experiences with producers and writers and all that kind of stuff. And um, um, he just came out with some music um, that's him. Like if you've ever hung out with him, you feel like when you listen to his music, you're talking to him. Dude, I think I'm. I think I've met him once or twice in Nashville. Yeah, he's just he's he's a character, man. He's funny. He's um, some people don't get him. They think that maybe he's a little bit. I, I don't. Even, I mean, before I don't know he had the song called "Back" that I absolutely loved because it was a play on words. You know about the word "back," taking a back road, but then I'm going to take you back. That I mean, just. I loved the song, but someone else came out with the song, and it just turned out to be the same producer, the same writer, same fucking song, different singer. It was it sucked, but he took a step back and just kind of like was like, man, I'm going to do me. I'm going to write what I'm all about. And for me, when I listened to one of like, he just gave me two more of his songs when I was just in Nashville, and I'm just like, dude, I mean, this is, I love listening to it because it's 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 who you are. My biggest thing with you was when. I'm like, man, I've listened to your music. I've seen some of your stuff online. You send me your music. I love it. I'm like, God, I hope you can pull this stuff off live because if you can, I'm in heaven. And when I heard Soundcheck today, I was like, man, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Like, oh, this yeah, is... That's the Soundcheck, bro. Wait, dude, it doesn't matter. I mean, the, the show you can starts. sing. You can sing. You can write. What's been your favorite tune that you've that you've written so far? Is it wild? Is it... No. Um, my favorite one that I've written so far... It's probably Drive By Breakout. Yeah. I haven't recorded it yet. I haven't done a demo yet. But I, it's actually a song that I've actually thought about pitching to Aldine. Yeah. But it sounds more of like a uh, Dustin Lynch kind of kind of vibe. Right. Um, and, you know, John, my producer, John Edwards, you know, he's got a cut with, with Dustin Lynch. And he's got he's just got another cut with Aldine for this coming album that's going to be coming out. And he's already got like five or six cuts with him. You know, he the biggest song that my producer wrote is uh, Country Boy's World. Okay. You know, and uh, that was like I think his actual first cut with him, and then, um, you know, he's he's excited. You know, he got another cut on on this album and everything. He's as soon as he found out, dude, he's like, dude, I got the album cut. You know, I'm like, that's that's dope. Yeah, you know, I'm proud of you. As a writer, that's what it's about, yeah, right? And he's 50, bro, and he's he looks like he's 35 because he plays basketball the entire life. You know, he, every day, he's cool. I'll call him, and be like, hey, dude, I got to call you back. I'm going to the court. I'm like, dude, or hey, dude, I'm gonna write and I'm gonna go play, play basketball and then I'll call you. You know, so I mean, he's he's a great guy, man. He he believes in me, and you know, when you say you know, I, I, people think that I, I kind of follow into that Aldine. Like, for instance, he told me he said, "Dude, if you if Aldine and Brentley Gilbert had a baby, you would be the brother. You would be." Dude, that's so funny. That's what Sparky said tonight at dinner. He was like, "That's what it reminds me of uh, a mix between uh, Aldine and Brantley Gilbert." And, and John, he's like, "Dude, he's like Aldine's getting there, man. Where he's gonna be, you know, slowing down." And they're gonna start pushing him out, you know, like right. He's always getting dude. I think Aldine right now of today's kind of country, you know, he's the he's the king of today's country. Yeah. Um, George Jones always gonna be the king of country music, man. That's hands down. That always gonna be. Um, but Aldine, you know, he's he's the king of today's country, and um, you know, to be able to put out songs that were written for him or passed up on, you know. It's cool, you know. Totally, he and Kurt believe in me, and I'm hoping that we can maybe try to work something out to where, hey, maybe next year, 2020, I could 
possibly be out on the road, you know, being direct support for them. Are you, you're not, you don't, you do you have a, a publishing deal somewhere or anything like that? Or do you just kind of like own I'm your doing, own? I'm doing everything. I'm doing straight everything. Straight indie. Independent, independent. Right. Yeah. Do, you, do you have a goal to like make it like uh, on a major label? That's what, that's just, the only label I'll sign with is either BBR yeah. or Night Train Records by Jason. That's it, huh? It's the only label I'll sign with. Cool. Because I've I've watched, I watched you know like for instance, uh, you know Dylan Scott, you know people people are like dude you're his twin, yeah. I'm like I don't think no, so. No, he's my twin. <laughs> he's my doppelganger. What looks wise? You yeah, think? Everybody everybody thinks dude like I'll be downtown Nashville. Yeah. And people like really think it's like you're Dylan Scott, and then they'll get closer and they're like, oh, that's, you had me fooled so good. I'm like, I guess we're good looking or something. I don't yeah. Know. But you know it's it's like. That's that's the thing about Nashville. You can just—I mean—I walk down the street now, and people know who I am. You know, it's it's, sure. it's cool. I I enjoy it, and that's the thing. If people come out to shows, this is what I don't like. Being independent, I can stay until the last person leaves this fucking building. Excuse yeah. my language. And I won't leave until I meet the very last person that wants to meet me. Right. That's just how I roll. You get a big major record deal. Yeah. Thirty minutes. You got before, before you got to meet them before the show, and then after the show, you're you're sweating, so you can't get a picture of yourself because they'll end up on TMZ. I, whatever, you yeah. know what? Dumb. bloody whatever. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite things about this place is all the artists that come through here. They're still, um, they're still pretty young and ambitious like that, and they still have that drive. I'm not a pro football fan. I love college football. I'm not a pro basketball fan, but I love college because these kids are still trying and they're throwing it out there. They're doing their best because they want to get to that next level. I lose interest in bands. That I'm I'm weird. I like them when they're indie. People are like, dude, would you ever want to interview Reva McIntyre? And I'm like, no interest in it. None. Because she's done it all. She's already there. I'd rather yeah. talk to you and figure out where your drive is and what, what keeps you going. Because for me, I talk to all these artists. If I come across something that that another artist is doing that's made it, you know, why not share it? That sort of thing. Yeah, and you know, one thing too is my fan base. It's kind of going off what you're saying. My fan base loves the fact that I'm real. Yeah, dude, I have no problem with telling people how I feel. That's just how it is. You're not gonna get that from somebody who's signed to a major deal. Or they, whatever, they can only say so much. They can only have so much to say. Yeah. Whether that shoots me in the foot of getting a major deal, whatever. I'm not gonna change who I am in order to make millions of dollars. I don't care about the money, and I never will. Yeah. Dude, I've looked at so many of my old, my my friends. When yeah. I say old friends that have made it, because I lost contact with them. You know, it's sure. I don't want that type of. Look at a guy like Cody Johnson. Love that dude. I mean, he. he uh, I interviewed him and sat down with him, and he told me about how many doors he knocked on, and they just looked at him and said, "Oh, dude, that'd be great, but maybe change this, or change this, or write like this, or sing like this, or not that hat, or not that shirt." And he just lift his hat, Southern style, and be like, "Thank you for your time." walked out they they would offer him stuff and he'd be like i already have that like what can you do for me and i think you get to that point uh i think you got your finger on stuff like um you put out there your experience your your first time in vegas playing at stoney's um doing what you love sharing your personal life and i think that people relate to that this day and age even go back two and a half years ago they didn't People didn't share anything like that. Um, Tony Jackson's the guy that's on his way up, and I've been friends with him for quite a while, and um, I've always said to him, dude, people that are not in music 
that just go to shows. That's all they do. They just assume that you show up and you play your show and you get on a nice plane and you fly to your next show and everything's set up and you play your show, then that's just what your life is. But when you start to share your experience of, yeah, I walked through an airport at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, so I can come to the show. Yeah, I did sound check. Yeah, I went to the hotel. Yeah, this is my view. Yeah. You start to show people your, your life people are going to start to relate to you a little bit more and know that, man, you put your pants on just like I do. Dude, the only difference you, is, is you can write and sing like a mother. Last, last week, man, I did 2,800 miles driving my 18-wheeler. Yeah? I've driven over 1.5 million miles in my driving career, man. Wow. That's more miles than you've driven backwards. Yeah, <laughs> or forwards for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of miles. You still do that now? Yeah, man. I, yeah. You know, it's, uh, that's my, you know, my main focus right now because I, I contract out for Boeing. So uh, you know all the airplane stuff, right? You know, um, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Pretty you cool you drive out of Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm dedicated from Atlanta to to Marine Corps base for the Osprey helicopters. Okay, where's the Marine Corps base at? In over there in Cherry Point, North Carolina. Okay, so I do that every day. That's not a bad drive, is it? It's 520 miles each way, but I used to do way more than that. I used to do like 800 to 1,000 miles a day. Back so home. you get up in the morning, drive there, drop your stuff off, and then drive back, and you're done. Yeah. So it's uh. I leave, start my work week on Mondays, and uh, I leave about 5 a.m. from the house and then go load in Atlanta, and then I drive all the way there that night, get there, go to the gym, plan fitness, Yeah. Re, uh, deliver, reload, come back to Atlanta on Tuesday for pick up a delivery on Wednesday in Atlanta, go back to North Carolina for Thursday, and then come back and I'm off at like 8 a.m. on Fridays, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. Nice. So that's my, my gig days. You took Thursday off to be here? Yeah. Day early? Yeah. yeah, good. That's what it's about, man. That's it, man. That's I wasn't cool. going to turn down this opportunity. Dude, I'm glad, I'm glad it worked out the way it did. I mean, I think we've been following you for a little bit now. I know Chris has. I know Chris has been following me for at least a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really really excited to meet him. And, uh, He's excited to give you guys my gifts I got you. Yeah. He's a punk. Just remember that, okay? Hey, yeah, I'm not going to let him know you said that. No, I'll just tell him. I have no, I'll text him right now and tell him he's a punk, man. It's good. Anything else you want to tell people about you? No, I mean, you good. You know, I, tell just, people just just a country singing truck driver, man, trying to make it. You know? Dude, I love the fact that you're you're driving your truck and you film your stuff, and people think you can sing, and you can, and you just start doing it. I mean, you put your heart towards something, you can have Dude, it. Man. Let me tell you something. You get one life, go live it. I will tell you something. I used to live my life. Um, and I used to live it the way other people thought and the way other people think and the way other people pushed me to, to, to believe what my life was. And then uh, good old Route 91 happened. And I was there with my girlfriend. And uh, my Dude, life... I left an hour before. Yeah. Man, lucky you. Um, we saw some shit that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. But at the end of the day is, is it made me more grateful for life, more thankful for life, more blessed about life. And life is short and all the things that I would said that I wanted to get into and want to do. I just did it because it, you have to. You really don't. I mean, I don't want to live with any regrets when it comes to that kind of stuff. I just want to live my life and enjoy it. And so now I do. Some of the stuff is monetary. Some of it's a little bit different on how I, how I think, how I believe. You know, the stuff that I do. I bought a boat. I surf now. I'm an old guy that, and I freaking love it. It's, it's it, man. dude. You 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 live and you learn. And you, I think life experience. Everything happens for a reason. The stuff that happened there, whatever that fucked up reason was it happened but at the end of the day as you sit back and go well what do you take out of it what, do, what are you going to take out of it and so i'm happy you got out of there when you did i'm glad chris was there saturday night got drunk off his ass and didn't go sunday i'm 
uh, to me, it's a blessing they didn't yeah, I, show I, up. I, I'll never forget that, man. Um, I was I made it down to Prim. I stopped to get gas over there. That that little truck state line, yeah, there, the state line. And all my friends are blowing me up, dude. Yeah. There's a, there's a mass shooting going on right now. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, you know, um, it's unbelievable, right? But I mean, I I immediately texted. Uh, How could you leave if your boy was playing, man? Well, I was I was uh, I immediately texted. Um, Kane Brown's band because they left like right around the same time. He left, yeah, he left uh, when Jake Rose uh, Kane Kane played here. His first West Coast show he ever played was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, on New Year's Eve, his camp didn't want him to do the countdown at midnight. And I was like, why the hell do you think I'd pay him on New Year's Eve to not be here at midnight? What are you talking about? So they made me go on stage with him. I said 10, he said 9, and it just went down from there. It was dumb. That dumbest thing ever. But I saw him there, shot the poop with him for a little bit. Uh, he was Chris Young was back there. Um, Kane was back there. I'm trying to think who else was back there. But they were all hanging around this one area in the back, and that's where we were. We were just kind of like chilling, and then everyone kind of went their own way, and Aldine went up, and he had his orange wristbands that only let his fan or his his people on the stage. And we were right by the side, but... Yeah. yeah, I remember texting uh, Kenny, his drummer, um, Kane's drummer, and uh, you know he's like, "Dude, we're all we're all good." You know, I guess where their bus was parked, they they probably would have been hit. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's crazy, man. You know, God, God, you know, God was looking out for a lot of people that day. But at the same time, man, that, first of all, you know, I served in the army, and for somebody who had the weapons that he had, they carried that out. But the, the people that lost their life, you know, you can never get get those lives back or anything. But you know, it could have been a lot worse. Could have been. You know, it, I agree a thousand. Percent. I think. I think. You know, was it fifty? Fifty eight. Fifty eight. Fifty eight people, man. And the cool thing is, I think it's really cool that the Vegas Golden Knights retired that number. Yeah, dude. Got the chills. The people that are here tonight, the lady putting on the the fundraiser tonight, she's the entertainment director for the Golden Knights. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I did this with her last year. We did a one-year anniversary show. I don't think I'll do another one for Route 91. I don't think I'll do another one. They're coming. A lot of the people are coming back to town for the weekend. We got um, Riley Green playing that that weekend with Travis Denning here. And uh, people are trying to do this whole route thing. And I'm like, I am not pitching as any of that. I'm like, you guys can come here on Sunday and you guys can do whatever you want to do and hang out. But it, this, I'm not... I need to move on sort of thing. You can't... Let me do it. I mean, that's how... That's how Aldine's guys, man. They don't even want to write a song about it. Right. Well, he just, pass it. he just announced three shows here, December 6th, 7th, and 8th. They sold out like pre-sale. But people want to finish. They want to put closure to it, and that's the way that they do it. That's cool. For me, it's kind of like, I get it. I totally get it. You know, I'm a fan of music. I'm um, not going to lie. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to push to, to try to get open and form. Dude. Trying to. I think that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Maybe, you get that cool. show, man. I'm going to be standing right on the stage with you, okay? Got you, bro. I'll get you. I'll get you I'm not even me. kidding. Well, it's funny. Um, I've been talking to DJ Silver a lot lately because I've been trying to I'm trying to figure out a way that I can bring like guest DJs in here and see if it if it sparks something a little bit different for our club and uh, see if that sort of thing has a following. I know it's not the same as a nightclub DJ, but Silver's got a following. Dude, I'm going to show you a video of John when when they had the American Plowboys, DJ Silver. Yeah, was part of the band and the music video. It's pretty cool. Like I'll show it to you, but it's like he's a good dude. You'll, you'll see like his young version of him, right? You know, like when he was first starting to come out. It's pretty, yeah. pretty cool. That's rad. Pretty Dude, cool tell guy. people how to find you online. Yeah, so uh, Spotify. Just type in Nate Moran. Um, it's not Moron. It's not Moron. It's <laughs> Nate N A T E Moran M O R A N, and uh, 
Instagram, it's uh, I am Nate Moran underscore music. And uh, Facebook, if you guys want to follow, like I'm more act, you know, Nate Moran music is my music page, but I'm more active on my personal. So that's just at I am Nate Moran. All right, all right, all right. That's the end of this one. Go ahead, roll credits. Recorded by Toad, produced by Toad, booked by Toad, voiced over by Toad. You know what? Toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job. 